Hello and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, we want to make sure you know how much we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and being a part of our podcast family. If you enjoy what we do, please take a moment to share your favorite episode with someone. It really does help our podcast grow. Come on in. Come on in. How are you? Good to see you. Mm, me? <laughs> I think I should be honest with you. I am in a little bit of a frisky mood. Frisky ASMR. What do you think of that? Frisky massage ASMR. Frisky. Mm, yeah. Get that microphone up real close to the tip of my beard. And then bring you over to the chair and let you lay down. Put your head down in the cushiony pillow. Breathe comfortably in the massage chair. Let your arms go down to the sides. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with going to get a nice personal frisky massage, is there? No, 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 no. We're not going to be naughty. I mean, you can be naughty. Your thoughts can go wherever you want them to go. I'm just a professional, you know. I'm just here to give you a nice, soothing, comforting, relaxing upper body massage. And I think I'm going to use a lot of my voice today to set the tone. Oh, you are so stiff. And I know you need this really badly. There's just something about Labor Day coming up. Labor Day is one of my favorite holidays. I almost always work Labor Day. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have to work this Labor Day. And... Uh, I always get frisky around Labor Day. I don't know what it is. It's, what is it? Is it the time of change of season? The days are getting shorter. Halloween's coming. Acorns are starting to fall out of the tree. Mmm, yeah. And you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about those longer evenings now. The sun goes down. Turn on the fireplace when it gets cool. Watch a nice romantic rom-com with the, uh, with the missus. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like it. There's nothing wrong with being a little romantic. I can't help it. It's just the way I am. How are you? Let's talk about you. Do you like fall coming up? Summer ending. Yeah. And you're so tense. My goodness. What is going on with your shoulders? We're going to have to work on that tension. But let's get back to you. And what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about... How much I miss talking to you. No, 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 no. I'm serious. A lot of times, I am... I have to be honest. I'm kind of lonely. I live a kind of lonely life. I work a lot, and... (laughs) Except for interactions like right now today. I don't get to... uh, spend a lot of time talking to people and uh, I really enjoy talking to you Mm -hmm. hearing about all the things going on in your life how you're dealing with things yeah that feels really good doesn't it yeah we need to do that for a while we need to just get in there and really work that area of your back. I bet you can feel that. First we go clockwise. Mm-hmm. And then we go counterclockwise. And then maybe back, forth, back, forth. Then long, long strokes down. the last thing you want. You're totally tense. You're totally cramping up all around your shoulders and your neck. And your masseuse is talking about giving you an ASMR tickle. Like, what the, what the heck, dude? I'm not paying for that. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that in your life. That's just what you need. More tension and more... Yeah. I'm not paying to be tickled here. What the heck? (laughs) But when you're frisky... Teasing... 
It'd be a lot of fun. And I think I just teased you a little bit by suggesting I was going to tickle you. Now, some of you out there might like tickling. Now, that's naughty. But that's all on you. I was just teasing and I was just joking. And if you don't like it, me joking, then you should tell me. But as I see you making those sounds every time I rub across your shoulder blades, I don't think you're unhappy with the process going on right now across your back. (laughs) And you need this. You really do. I think you need the personal attention. The one-on-one. Intimate. Strong. Male voice that. I offer to. Comfort you. and Help you get a nice. Release of tension. Release of tension. Get your mind. We're only releasing tension right now, aren't we? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I told you. You could be as naughty as you want to be. But that's not me. No. No, no, no. You know what's funny is I lose such track of time. I have looked at my watch like, I don't know, like, freaking five times and I cannot remember what time we started. I I get lost in thought. I really do. I swear I have that um, I'm not making fun. I'm not making light of it. I never got tested for it. But a lot of the overachievers the workaholics in my family which there are quite a few they all got diagnosed eventually with ADHD, adult attention deficit disorder, whatever. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with us. We're all hardworking, successful people, but we just, our minds are going a million miles a minute. And, uh, I don't know, I kind of think I might have a minor case of it, but I don't want to get tested, which might sound really weird. But I'm happy with who I am. I I don't know how to say it. I like who I am. Now, I've heard, well, maybe they can do something to help you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I understand that, but show me the negative in my life. You know, I, I got a house, I got a car, I got a job. I work, I work overtime. I never come in late. You know, I'm willing to come in early. You know, I support my family. I'm a good dad. I try to be a good dad. You know, that's the thing, too. I always think you try to be a good dad. You see, when you start saying, I think I'm a good dad, and then you say, well, I try to be a good dad. And then you say, well, I hope I'm a good dad. You know, I think that's the sign of a good dad, is when you don't know if you're a good dad. Oh, my gosh. You know, you want to be the big hero, but a lot of times you have to be the bad guy. That's what it's like to be a the the dad. You, you know, your kids have a lot of friends. They do. They have boyfriends, girlfriends. You know, depending on who they are, and 
all kinds of friends and uh, buddies and teachers and mentors, but they only have one dad and one mom. And sometimes dad and mom have to be the bad guy. And it really stinks. I'm sure you're really happy about me talking about parenting when I'm trying to give you a sexy, frisky massage. But do not call me, oh, daddy. <laughs> We're not going there. You can say that in your mind, but do not say that to me. I'm not into that. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, if you want me to be your daddy, I don't even want to go there. It's just not going to work out the way you want. <laughs> I'm just too much of a stern task master. Oh, I see. That's what you want. Oh, well, that's not... We're not on the same wavelength here. Oh, I can't believe I went there. But, you know, we're just having fun. And that's what happens when you're uh, frisky. A little frisky ASMR. I might do a video of this, you know, for my channel. I don't know if you've ever been there. But uh, my YouTube channel has a lot of funny videos, but... The sense of humor on YouTube is quite tempered. I don't even know what they think is funny. I know shooting people at schools and businesses and churches. That's funny to them because it must be because they put those videos all over YouTube. And you're allowed to put those all over the place. You know, um, yeah, those are completely okay for all the news channels to just paste one end of YouTube to the other like wallpaper videos about violence and guns and uh, political violence and violence against women, violence against anybody, really, is quite alright there. That's completely fine. You know, you're allowed to put all kinds of videos like that up there. But don't say a naughty word. Naughty words. Mm -hmm. you, could, you could lose your whole channel over a naughty word. I'll tell you, I thought when that demon... CEO finally retired it would get better and you can always be eternally um, optimistic but of course nothing changed it's actually probably getting worse but that's okay they had their run they had their day it might be over for them for all I know but it's kind of sad because that's where I kind of made my mark in the world you know and it was a big deal to me and it was it was nice being successful and finding an audience and everything but um I kind of feel guilty a little bit I kind of lost some of my audience because I was not willing to play the game on YouTube and, and uh I know people saw what I was doing and a couple of good friends warned me you know oh, please don't do that please don't say something about you know um, vaccinations and COVID and some other issues but you know, I made a conscious decision that I wanted to be on the right side of history. And I wasn't going to watch people. I lost a lot of people in the last last few years. And uh, I, have to I have to live with that. Um, mm, not so frisky when you're talking about losing people. But I know you always got to get down to earth and put a little tiny bit of real life in there to make it seem real, but I also think it helps you reach me. It helps you know that I actually freaking care. 
you know, with some massaging across your shoulder blades, down your back, massaging your arms from your shoulders to your wrists, and just loosening up all the muscle groups, and putting oil and massage cream all over your arms and back. I see the tension going out of your body and I think it must be really nice to have this job where I'm helping someone, you know, I'm healing your spirit, healing your mind, helping your body. That's a wonderful, wonderful job and a wonderful life and it, it has purpose and meaning and you know, I could sit here and make you giggle and laugh and make you think about things. I don't want to lose that. But most of all, you know, I don't want to lose what I do for you, my audience. But most of all, I don't want to lose you. I want, I really want you, my audience, my patient, my massage therapy return customer for the millionth time <laughs> I want you to live a full and happy life and to do that I have to entertain you I have to be sexy and funny and irreverent and topical and rebellious and if I don't put some drama and rebellion in there and some real life stuff well, am I lying to myself or am I lying to you I don't know you know I don't I don't know I know I've I've heard it before you know I didn't come here for this or that I came here to relax well how do you think I feel how do I relax when I'm so worried about losing someone and you know what the sad truth is Life's gonna be full of ups and downs. Listen to that airplane flying by. Well, he's low. Must be searching for something. It's early in the morning. Yeah. You know, you're. We're gonna lose people. We're gonna lose friends. People are gonna move on. People are gonna block us on social media and move on and find other friends and grow apart. Family members come and go and they take different slots in our life. What is this guy looking for in the sky? Well, I hope he doesn't crash into my house. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just up there yeah. What was that guy on Gilligan's Island? Wrong way, Rogers? He was always, you know, flying the wrong way. And he could never find his way back. Yeah. And he was going to rescue the people on Gilligan's Island. But he, he couldn't, um, he couldn't remember where the island was. Because he's wrong way, Rogers. So he couldn't. He couldn't tell them, the searchers, where to find them. <laughs> I thought about that.
you know, these guys would go to Gilligan's Island, right? <laughs> and they would go back to civilization and tell everybody that they were on the island, that the, the, the castaways from the SS Minnow are alive and well. And one of them was, you know, Thurston Howe Third, and he was a rich and famous man from a very wealthy family. And so you'd think somebody would be coming looking for him. You know, Mr. Rockefeller's basically lost in the middle of the Pacific. I mean, when David Rockefeller went missing in New Guinea back in the 60s, my goodness, his family launched a worldwide effort to get that boy back. He was a boy, you know, he's like, I think 30 years old. But still the idea is, you know, the family used all their resources to try to find him and rescue him. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Thurston Howe the Third's on this island, and eh, eh, we'll we'll get to him, we'll get to him, you know. And they had proof from these people that would run into the castaways on occasion, you know, the special guest of the week, and they would uh, go back to civilization and say, you know, Thurston Howe the Third, and. Um, the Professor and Gilligan, Skipper, and this famous movie star, Ginger, is uh, still alive. And they never found them. <laughs> they had to eventually rescue themselves. Oh my goodness. Like, come on, you know? I mean, you, you're stranded on an island, right? And you look to your right and you go, oh my gosh. There is a movie star stranded with me. No problem. They're going to come and find us. They are going to come looking for that beautiful, you know, young, famous redhead. They're not going to... The studio is going to, you know, turn this into the movie event of the year, her rescue, you know? Nope. And then you look to your left. <laughs> you got one of the richest human beings on the planet, Thurston Hell the Third, and his wife, Lovey. And... Uh, you think, oh, well, this is a no-brainer between the movie star and the richest man in the world. Well, they're going to have every helicopter and jet airplane and search boat in the Pacific Ocean looking. They're going to have a reward for a million dollars for this guy. They're going to find him. Nope. <laughs> You're going to stay on this island for 10, 20 years, dude. I always thought, you know, they canceled Gilligan's Island. They should have let it run one more full season. like, And that would have been like three, four years. And then at the end of the fourth season, they should have got rescued. And then the fifth season should have been them turning the island into the resort that they, you know, that the, the house and Gilligan and Professor and everybody went back to civilization and they realized the world had changed a little bit and they miss their friends and they build like a little uh, oasis community for other castaways you know for people that don't fit in or just want to live a pure uh, island life and I thought that would have been a kind of a cool you know it wouldn't have been the greatest season in the world but Gilligan was always getting into trouble so you know, there's volcanoes and the island sinking. You know, remember that? The whole island was sinking. <laughs> because Gilligan was moving the marker that the professor was using uh, to measure 
the water level on the island. Gilligan was using it for his uh, lobster traps. <laughs> he kept moving it. So the professor thought the island was sinking. Oh my gosh. I love Gilligan. And here's the whole idea. I had this idea. It's kind of silly, but I had this kind of like thing. Uh, it's a survival technique. It's called the G Gilligan syndrome. You know, you're trying to survive. You're in a life or death situation. And Gilligan keeps messing things up. And that is the premise of the show. Gilligan kept messing everything up and you can't get rescued. Something would always go wrong and Gilligan would almost, you know, 90% of the time screw something up and then you don't get rescued. You know, you trip over the um, the batteries that were powering the radar that were going to send a signal to NASA to get NASA to locate them. <laughs> and uh, I like the old joke, you know. Anyway, so the idea is if they would have just took Gilligan, put him on a raft, and sent him off the island, they all would have got rescued because he would have quit messing everything up, you know? I don't know. I love it. Gilligan syndrome. If you just, if you can identify the Gilligan in your life and remove them, <laughs> not permanently, just remove them from the situation, then you get rescued. <laughs> I know. Well, how do you feel? Do you feel a lot more limber? How do you feel now? Well, how did you enjoy the frisky little massage I gave you? I know. I was doing so well with the sultry, sexy voice, and then I got all tangled up in world events and losing family and the castaways of Gilligan's Island. But I think these stream of consciousness little moments we have where we just let my mind go and we have a weird, funny conversation together. And it's, I don't even know how we got to Gilligan's Island, but it was still fun. And it brings back so many memories to me. And I miss that show and I miss all the people that were on it. I kind of think of myself as a modern day skipper, you know, and my sons were my little buddies. <laughs> yeah. And we all, all of us are kind of like castaways in our own way. And we have our little group of friends and everything. And we're, we're in that family or that friend group, you know, everything feels normal and okay and above board and calm and peaceful and innocent and then when you venture off the island away from your little group of castaways your little tribe you know you get out in the real world and it's just not the same everybody's out for a buck trying to take advantage of you and it might feel that way too you know I know a lot of adults feel the comfort of being around their parents and their dog and, you know, the calmness of the life that they have with them. And it feels alien to be out in the real world where, you know, people just don't care about them as much. But that's part of life, you know, and it's part of literally growing up and becoming an adult and 
literally learning how to navigate and deal with the ocean of people and places and the experiences around you. You know, sometimes you get caught up in a storm and sometimes you're in a nice calm oasis enjoying friends and family and fellows. I, uh, I know it's silly, but it means something to me because I know there's a few people out there that worry that they don't fit in and worry that life might be passing them by or getting away from them or life is too much right now. You know, it's like a big train on the tracks and it's barreling down and there's nothing that you can do to stop it. It's just going to keep coming. And, uh, that steam locomotive is just going to run right over you. But no matter what happens in life, you can learn to cope with it and learn to overcome it. The human mind is so powerful. Willpower will get you further than you think in life. You know, sometimes it's a contest of wills. And you have to sometimes knuckle down and just not give up. You just can't. Because you're giving up on you. And whether you think so or not, you are the most important person in the whole wide world. You're unique. You're beautiful. You're special. And you have your place and time in this world. And right now is your time. So don't give up on you. And I'm serious about that. I've heard a lot of people get down on themselves and think they just don't measure up and things are just too hard. But don't give up because you're not the only one that feels that way. you got to remain strong. Even if it's only in your own mind. Because things will get better. Things do improve. And hard work does pay off. And from the tension in your shoulders, you've been working very hard. And I'm glad you came in here to get relaxed today. Alright? Well, that's enough preaching on my frisky massage day. <laughs> I know. But I wanted to leave you with a positive message. I don't know if I did or not, but I know I definitely got your attention. <laughs> well, you take care, and we'll see you soon, all right? Are you going to be good? All right. Well, until I talk to you again, you take care, and you have a most blessed day. Okay? All right. Until then, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash Tirar de Huello. The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com.
and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuel at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.